0: Pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. Thank you Doris and Leanne and all of our young friends for helping on today. We greatly appreciate you. Our second text for this morning, our sermonic text for this morning, comes from, and it's familiar, uh, the book of Acts chapter 2. We'll look at the first four verses, and then we'll also take a look at verses 14 through 21. But before we read, Yes, Bible check, Bible check, Bible check. Yes, we encourage you to bring your Bibles when you come to the house of the Lord. So, Acts 2, beginning with the first four verses. Please, my friends, listen and read along. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues or languages as the Spirit enabled them. Then Peter stood up with the eleven And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you today for your blessings, your grace, your mercy, all that you have done. And for this great opportunity, we say thank you as well. So right now, make me less. Allow me to decrease so that you can increase and become more and fix us by clearing our minds opening our hearts and unstopping our ears so we can hear from you. And upon hearing from you, we want to leave this place better than the way we arrived. Yes, Lord, we just want to be better than the way we were before. In your name we ask it all. Amen and amen. If you would please, on this Pentecost Sunday, turn to a neighbor, look at them good, and repeat after me. Friend, today's sermon is called <laughs> Kamikaze. <laughs> Amen. Kamikaze. What is this about? I guess we'll find out. Okay. <laughs> but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Power. Power, that which we all want and many of us believe we have until we meet someone who really has it. Until we meet someone who has it more so or better than we have it. And there are many examples of power that permeate our thinking in this day and age. The office of the President of the United States of America is a powerful office. The United States military power. Um, Oddly enough, Um, I have a Texas Roadhouse gift card that I keep in my wallet. I've been using it off and on. I was at the airport not too long ago, and I had to put everything in, you know, uh, going through security. And somebody who saw that gift card said, oh, I wish I had that gift card. You can do so much with that gift card. Had no idea that there was so much power in a texas roadhouse (laughs) power power an american express black card perhaps there's power there uh uh, jeff bezos and michael jordan perhaps are very powerful people you want to know a good example of power i'm gonna tell you paul a good example of power is is watching david e kong during the spare change sermon <laughs> power, power, power. Watching an ant lift 10 to 50 times its weight. Power. Watching a single mother take care of her children without utter dependence on anything or from anyone. Power. But none of these examples of power compare to the example that birthed the church. Listen again, please. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And we're not unfamiliar with this type of power, the power of a violent wind, tropical cyclones and hurricanes and typhoons. We're not unfamiliar with this type of power of wind that can disturb everything that is around it, huh? (laughs) Nothing like a tornado. (laughs) Nothing like a tornado. And we know all about that cylindrical air mass that twists and turns and travels, leaving a path of destruction. I remember as a child, even, growing up in in Cleveland Tennessee uh, waking up uh, from a nap and watching my parents stand at our sliding glass door watching literally watching a tornado travel down interstate 75 behind our house tornadoes cause people to have to rebuild their lives start over again and if tornadoes probably if they were not so destructive, so terrorizing, we might be able to behold the beauty of one. We might be able to understand the elegance of its movement. Biblically, we're also not unfamiliar with the wind and its power. Well, it was a strong wind, a strong east wind, that did what? Blew all night and parted the Red Sea. Biblically, we're not unfamiliar with the wind and its power. It was a whirlwind that confronted Job and began to question Job rather than having Job question it. It was the four winds that Ezekiel preached to that put breath in a lifeless army down in a valley of dry bones. It was the the Hebrew, the Ruark, if you will, the breath of God that entered into the nostrils of the first living being and the living being became a living soul. We're not unfamiliar with the power of the wind biblically being explained But I believe that there is a word that describes what this is better than any other. Yeah. And that word is kamikaze. Kamikaze. Now, many of us, when we hear the word kamikaze, we remember the Japanese suicide bombers from World War II. Yes, kamikaze may have been what they were called, but that's not really what the word means. And I'm not referring, this sermon is not referring to the bombers. It's also not referring to the beverage. So get that out your mind as well, okay? You see, it was the 13th century. In the 13th century, Kublai Khan and the Mongol Empire, they decided that they would invade Japan. Twice, actually. They would invade Japan two times. The second time. Kublai Khan set sail a fleet of 900 ships from Masan and 3,500 ships from southern China to attack Japan. Japan was outnumbered, outmatched. But there was a south wind that met Kublai Khan's naval forces and this storm assaulted them for two straight days. In the end, Seventy-five percent of Kublai Khan's naval forces were destroyed. Seventy-five percent destroyed by this wind. And the Japanese name for that wind was kamikaze. Kamikaze. The kamikaze that would disturb Kublai Khan's plans. That word kamikaze, it means divine wind that's what it means divine wind they knew they were outnumbered but a wind sent from above saved them and destroyed their enemies the prophecy that we have here in our text that comes from Joel is included but why? What does the cosmos have to do with the coming of the Holy Spirit? Well, it's a reminder, my friends, that our plans are not always God's plans. You see, there are some things that the Holy Spirit does. John 16, Jesus tells us what the Holy Spirit will do. And John's description of the Holy Spirit is that of a prosecuting attorney convicting the world of its misunderstanding about sin, about righteousness, and justice. John 16 and 13 says, but when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. And there are many things that the disciples didn't quite get until the Holy Spirit showed up. There are many things about our own christian journey that we didn't get either until the holy spirit showed up oh hello somebody don't look at me like that you didn't know what it meant, what it meant to love your enemies the holy spirit showed up and taught us why we have to do this praying for those who despitefully use you turning the other cheek Praying without ceasing. You didn't know how to do any of that stuff. Until the Holy Spirit showed up. Placing the needs of others in front of yourself. Yes. Yes. Living in harmony together. Not complaining. Not arguing. Yes. Yeah. It takes the Holy Spirit to teach us how to not do those things, attending worship services, giving of your time, talents, and your ties to the church, visiting the sick, feeding the hungry, setting the captives free. We couldn't do any of these things without the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. None of these, hello somebody, made sense to us. None of them made sense to us until we were touched by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, my friends, will disturb your peace. And your peace. Oh yes, just when you think you got everything the way that you want it, and you believe you can finally sit down and relax, here comes a kamikaze. Just when you believe that you've worked hard enough and you look at all of your accomplishments and all of your possessions and you begin to believe that they belong to you, well, then your piece of the dream, your piece of paradise, your piece of the American pie, then the Lord sends a kamikaze. That mighty rushing wind will blow and disturb your peace your P A C E. and also your peace, your peace, Your peace and your peace will be disturbed. And on the day of Pentecost, the world's peace was disturbed. They heard in Jerusalem that in the church, there were women, women who were believed to be second-class citizens at the time but they're going to prophesy just like men. They heard in Jerusalem, in the church, young people who didn't have the experience, they weren't mature enough in the eyes of many, would become visionaries. They heard in the church in Jerusalem that old people would not be useless, but would dream dreams, share the hope for the future and the cosmos would bear witness to the majestic power of the Lord. And everyone who called upon the name of the Lord would be saved. And that disturbed most folk right there. Dare I say, that still disturbs most folks right there. Because in reality, we would rather the Lord save people that we Ask the Lord to save. We would rather the Lord save people that we prefer. <laughs> the Lord to save. And instead, what the Lord does is disturb us. Send a kamikaze. That would disturb us the church was born and the only requirement needed was the power of the holy spirit given by jesus christ you know when i was a kid there was a minister that my father was friends with uh and he would come to our church and he would preach from time to time and he used to say this he said this every time he would come and he would preach he would say sinners don't play church Church folk play church. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he would say. Sinners don't play church. Church folk play church. Now, remember, the church that I grew up in was a little different from the church that we're in right now, because when that person, when that preacher said that, everybody just erupted. (laughs) Say that, preacher. That's right, preacher. They do play preacher. The funny thing is, um, <laughs> perhaps a lot of the people who screamed, "Say that preacher, preach that preacher," may not have realized that they play church too. They play church as well. You see, what does it mean to, 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 to this statement? Mean sinners don't play church. Church folks play church. What does this mean? This means that there are folks who come to God's house all of the time out of habit out of habit what do you do every week well i go to church on sunday go to work on monday go to work on tuesday wednesday thursday friday i got saturday off i do what i got to do in the yard on saturday i do what i got to do with the family on saturday evening go to church on sunday go to work on monday tuesday wednesday come out of habit, out of ritual, and there's not been an authentic move of God in their lives. And that's what's missing, an actual act of God in their lives, in their lives. You see, those who do play church Help us Lord, remain powerless and weak. I mean the smallest thing, it don't take much, the smallest thing will set you off. The communion table is too much to the left or to the right. Whose idea was it to move the communion table this far over to the left? You know good and well, that communion table is supposed to be right in the middle. There's a leaf in the middle of the table that tells us where it's supposed to be. Well, I can't worship. It's just somebody get that table straight. What do you mean, Sister Gertrude can't bring her strawberry cheesecake to the picnic? Well, then we can't have a picnic. And you won't see me on Sunday either because we didn't have a picnic. Because she didn't bring her strawberry cheesecake like she said she was going to do. You mean the pastor's not going to wear a robe today? But does she know that she can't be a pastor without a robe on? Well, somebody needs to go get her a robe. Otherwise, we can't have church. We just can't have it if she doesn't have a robe on. Who is that kid that keeps getting up and walking doing church. Who is that child? Uh-uh. I can't concentrate. I can't focus. I can't pray if everybody ain't in their seat and not moving. Those who play church it doesn't take much to set them off or we succumb to the worst things. Instead of this, is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. We allow our horoscope to tell us what kind of day we're going to have. We allow the media to be in complete control of our opinion. We allow websites to decide our level of importance and our level of self esteem. Well, if this is you, get ready for a kamikaze. It's coming and you need it you need it it's coming let the divine pentecostal wind disturb your theology disturb your church comfort zones disturb your affiliations and associations because the power that we need is in the disruption of the common the regular the ordinary the same old same old we need that disruption. You see, sometimes we got too many boats in the water trying to navigate this life that the Lord has blessed us with. Too many boats in the water trying to take us to where we think we ought to be, where we want to be. And the Lord sends a kamikaze that shows us the truth about ourselves. In Jesus' name, be blessed today, amen. My friends, (laughs) tomorrow is Memorial Day. And as we get ready to go to the Lord in prayer today, there are a few things that I would like to share with you connected to tomorrow. I think it's, it's right for us to thank God for the women and men who gave their lives for this country, for us, so that we could, so that our freedom could be protected. I also believe that it is right for us in recognition of tomorrow to thank God for the countless number of people who gave their lives to make sure that we all would have freedom who were not uh, in the military they may have been political activists social activists who laid down their lives so that we all could enjoy freedom. Two in particular that I wanted to share with you, I got up this morning and it hit me that we're just about a year out from the tragedy that we suffered in Uvaldi last year at Robb Elementary School. And there were two teachers Two teachers who died in that tragedy. Irma Garcia and Eva Morales. Who gave their lives to make sure their children would be safe. We should remember those who've done that. Also, not only tomorrow, but every day. And thank God for them as well so if you would please join me as we talk to the Lord creator God we stand before you today with thanksgiving in our hearts gratitude in our souls For you have blessed us in ways that we could have never imagined. You've protected us from dangers seen and unseen. We thank you today. We thank you for your church. that you loved us so much that you would send us a comforter who would keep our hearts and our minds connected to you and that we would have a place no, not necessarily a physical place but a place that we could call home known as your church so as we continue to do our best to be your church help us to love as you have loved us to forgive as you have forgiven us to extend mercy and grace as you have extended it to us help us to be able to be this for others O Lord all to your glory And we come to you today remembering what tomorrow is acknowledging that this is a day that this country has set aside to remember those who have fallen those who have given their lives who have sacrificed for the greater good and we do come oh lord to say thank you thank you For those who have sacrificed their lives on the battlefield to make sure that this country remains safe. We do come to say thank you for those who have sacrificed their lives to make sure that all people could have rights. That would better society better each and every one of us we do come to you to say thank you for those those teachers who over several years now Oh Lord with all of the school shootings we have encountered <coughs> that we've had to deal with Oh Lord who continue to put their lives on the line for their students. We say thank you for them, for Eva Morales and Irma Garcia in particular, there at Robb Elementary. And we continue to pray for that community as well as all of our communities. who are struggling right now for these same reasons. And then Lord, we say thank you for you. Because beyond what any activist has done for us, any soldier has done for us, you sacrificed your life So that we would have life not only abundantly here but eternally and yes Lord we say thank you now continue to be with this church the work that we're trying to do we thank you for the challenges that you've placed before us the gifts that you've given to us And we pray that you would empower us to use our gifts to meet those challenges. We thank you for the Presbyterian Children's Home and Services, for Reverend Pennington and all the work that they are doing to catch problems upstream before they flow down. We pray that you would continue to encourage them and to let them know that they're doing your will as best as they can. We ask your blessings upon, yes, this nation, but every nation in this world that you have created. And of course, we ask your blessings upon all of our political leaders, that you will always touch their hearts and their minds so that they will seek you before making decisions that affect us all. And our men and women in uniform, Those on the battlefields, across the waters, those on the battlefields, in our cities, oh Lord. We pray that you would keep them safe. And for those who are away from their families, that you would keep their families comforted in this time. And now, hear us as we say the prayer that you taught us to pray Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being with us on today. Thank you for joining us online. We'll see you very, very soon.